Hello and welcome to the Stoker Society. My name is Chester Lydon and I am the DM, writer and creator of this show. Firstly, to explain a few things. This is an improvised action horror comedy show. I have a general outline and a few scripted aspects for each episode, but other than that, everything is improvised in the moment. I also have an overarching plan for each season of the show and the show as a whole. The actors have no script, they have no idea what is going to happen next, they are completely experiencing it as you are. We utilize a tabletop RPG system of our own creation called the Archipelago System. This is to aid our improv sessions. If you've heard of D&D, it's very similar. We use a D12 dice and several other dice pieces to aid with actions, with conversations, with movement, with all that type of stuff to add structure to the improvisation and to add rules to how our world functions. The Stoker Society is a prequel series to our main show, Dark Tides, which you can check out here if you're on whatever device you're listening to, to listen to podcasts. It will be here as well. Just search up Dark Tides. It is a prequel series set about 10 years prior to that show. It is set in the same world and features many reoccurring characters. But this show is also a sequel series to a show that I did a little while ago called The Everpleasant Mr. Bates, which was quite a dark horror series which features a few of the same characters here. As a quick recap, the ever-pleasant Mr. Bates featured a cast of characters returning home to their small country town to find it beset by a monster. A man called Mr. Bates was slowly taking it over using mind-controlling abilities and turning the people of the town into monsters. The group rallied against him in the attempt to save their home and many of them lost their lives. Olivia Kelly and Amelia Kelly are some of the only surviving characters. Here we established Tia, a monster hunting organization set up in England. We also established The Agency, America's equivalent of Tia, another monster hunting agency, but this time with government connections. The events of Mr. Bates were a complete disaster on both sides and have reflected very poorly on both companies. We take up now 10 years after those events with Olivia Kelly and Amelia Kelly as they are attempting to earn money through monster hunting. This show was originally a Patreon exclusive, but we were so proud of it and the quality of it and we really just wanted to share it with more people and make sure that everyone, no matter their financial status, was able to hear it because we are truly very proud of what we've made. Due to making this show now public, we do expect to lose a fair bit of our support on Patreon. So if you do enjoy the show, remember to check out patreon.com slash the Stoker Society to receive extra bits of content, the occasional extra episode, and to be listed in the credits of each episode to support this show as we do future seasons and expand it to make it even better and more entertaining. But for now, I hope you enjoy Stoker Society Season 1, Everon. My name is Chester Lydon, and welcome to Everon, a sequel series to the ever-pleasant Mr. Bates, uh, say about 10 years or so after. I am your DM, your host, your creator, your leader, your pariah. Uh, I'll think of more things. Hello, voice actors. How do you do? 
Well, that's a lie. What's a lie? We're not doing well. Oh. I'm not doing well, but yeah. Well, Meg was telling us about her very scary sounding intermittent fasting before. I so mean, that would. That's that, actually that the best me. part of what's happening in my life right now. Oh. Yeah. Aren't you like seeing family for the first time in like 10 years? <laughs> yes. But she's also <laughs> nah, not but eating. Starving myself is great. <laughs> oh, we'll just move on. Let's go around the Schwovel. How mm-hmm. you doing, BJ? Oh, sound hey. guy, BJ. Hello, I'm Sound Guy. Chester's finally moved the mixer under the desk so I don't have to compete with my desk space being taken up with all of the equipment and the recording laptop. It's pretty nice. I'm going pretty good. Uh, We were trying to decide if I was going to be in this session or not, and here I am! Oh, God. Because BJ was like, ah, you know, I can only make it for so many episodes. And I was like, damn it, BJ, I've already written these episodes. Just me, like, being the most difficult to record with person in Mr. Bates, and we haven't even started this, and I've already been the most difficult person. Yep. Yep. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. It's me. If you don't know who I am, that's probably for the best. That's probably for the best. Uh, we will get to character introduction stuff in the second episode. Uh, but for now, moving around the Schwovel. The Schwovel. That's me. Hello. What do you want to know? Who are you? I am Megan. Hello, Megan. Megan, I thought we weren't going to fight this episode. Uh. uh. <laughs> 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 Look, I didn't think we were going to fight either, but I guess let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Please give me an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'm Megan, and I've played um, Olivia Kelly in the Ever Pleasant Mr. Bates series and played Amure in, like, one of the things that I don't think we're still releasing. That's not out yet. It's going to be used, but um, artist issues. (sighs) It's delighted all. Because I was like... Where the heck is that? Like, I've been looking for it on Patreon. Anyway, yeah, I also pay to be here. <laughs> the Same. loudest window yep. in the world. <laughs> Don't mind that. I'm the DM. I can do these things. Can open the. W- it's really hot. It's very hot. Mm. And my main concern is, like, what's better, the heat or flies? Mm, I think I choose heat. Uh, I'll, I'll See, take the flies. The people can hear the flies, but mm. we have to feel the heat. So we're here. That's true. So I, I choose us. BJ's wearing flies. a flannel. Mm. Yeah, I don't actually. I just put this on after I had a shower many hours ago. And yeah, just I'm in haven't... shorts and a t shirt. Like, yeah. I'm the most appropriately dressed for this day. Look, I was so close to messaging Chester's fiance to be like, how hot is he? Hey, in Kate, the house? just to remind mm. it, your microphone is pointed at your forehead and it's a long way from you. So, can you no. maybe fix that now so that I don't have to tell you that later? Because we just did our audio mm-hmm. check. Yeah. There would be times when we were recording Mr. Bates where I would look over to Kate and be like, that's not pointing anywhere near her. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> now BJ, now BJ can tell whether <laughs> someone's microphone is off just by listening. Mm. Yeah. And by looking, too. It's... <laughs> no, can't see. I'm blind. Anyway, yeah. back to Megan. I don't know what kind of intro you need, man. It's done. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, now it's me. Hi. Oh, you can hear her now. Yay. Hi, I'm Kate Jones. Um, I've played a couple of people. Um, they're all dead now. Kind of sucks. Uh, but you know what? Get I'm, over it. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Stop. in uh, research for... Is Chester talking to the patrons or Kate? You'll never know. Actually, in... Uh, I wanted to take some like notes over like Mr. Bates over what could I do better this time? Mm. 
And I was just listening to it, and I just made myself sad again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do I keep doing this? What I can I do better st- next time? Not have a character that was always going to die from the beginning yeah. would be really good. Yeah. Yep. All right, I jumped on uh, episode six, and that's when Jess started her mental breakdown. I'm like, bad episode to jump in on. Yeah, yeah. I think that the weirdest thing about this entire dynamic is mm. that I was the most ready for my character to die, and she never did. <laughs> yep. And I was like, well, okay, so now she just has to, like, keep on living, I guess. (laughs) So you guys listen back to those episodes, and I'm like, man, you know, it's a really sad event. And I listen back to those episodes, and I'm like, man, I wish I could voice act. (laughs) (laughs) That scene would have been so much better if I could act. Mm. Look, me too. There are many times where I listen to the audio, and I'm like... If anybody on this podcast could act, it would be so much better. But alas, here we are anyway. (laughs) <laughs> we're we're just a bunch of if any regular of the voice old actors Australians. Know anything about voice acting? So, see, my strategy was either to just cry or swear. That that went well for me, I think. And only one of those things we have to censor. Yeah. yeah it's okay. I'm not going to swear this time. We've received an official warning from Warbury about the swearing. But oh. This is not his no, show. No, no, no. Oh. You have received an official. I received, but this isn't uh. his show. I control Patreon now. Just fair warning: if I do swear in character, it will always be something like duck. Sugar! Sugar! Flipping pajamas! Can I make a pitch that that we only censor Meg? (laughs) 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 It's with the dumbest sounds, like a car horn, a duck squirt. And then it's like, but wait, she didn't... She didn't say... She just said, like, car or something. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just bleep it out! Yeah. Over another shovel. Oh, oh no, I, I'm not a part of this. Okay, moving back to me. Um, all right, so this is... Um, <laughs> lost your opportunity. You lost your opportunity. This is, Why didn't I think of doing an intro like that? Uh, moving on. So this is episode one of Everon Under the Surface. Nothing is real in a cage. It is simply a mirage. To cage is to appease man's vanity. The threat always remains. Thus it should never be caged. It should be hunted. High above, we float, emerging through the clouds upon a forest on the outskirts of a town, south of New Orleans. We follow a rented white van, 
looking down upon it like a toy car as it rounds bends and trundles along stretches of tar. We pull closer and closer till we pass through the roof of the van. We see a pair of hands loading and unloading a Glock 22 pistol, jingling the bullets in one hand before feeding them into the magazine, pausing and then feeding them back out, one by one. We see a thumb rung along the blade of a 12-inch dagger. Deep runes are carved into it. The thumb traces each and every one. A voice wafts up from the blade, like a vapour. Keep your cool. The thumb shakes a little before it releases the blade and places it in a scabbard held at her lower back behind her jacket. As she does so, the bottom of her shirt is lifted up and we see a glimpse of a deep, half-healed wound running up her side and stitching gleaming in the light. She winces before she tucks her shirt back into her pants. We pan up and see the deep cut runs up to her neck just beneath her ear. She pops her collar to hide it from view. Probably for the best, a voice from the driver's seat says. Don't want to look like, you know, we lose these sort of fights. The woman snickers before looking away from the rear mirror and back to the road. We pan around to see Olivia Kelly sitting in the passenger seat as she finishes, finishes adjusting her jacket. She winces again as she lowers her right arm back down. Amelia looks at you. If we're moving too fast, if you aren't ready for this, we can stop. Don't want you tearing your stitches again. Yeah, well, it's, it's fine. I'll, I'll be okay, like I always am. Uh, you never give me the answer I want. I'll be good like I always... That, that sounds like repression. <laughs> Look, it's more depression, but sure. Now, how type of what type of example is that for Hope? And she gestures behind to the other woman sitting in the back of the van with the gun. How about a realistic one? Of depression? Mm-hmm. Where's the hope in that? <laughs> I'll just... Yeah. Okay. No, that was a good one. Honey. No, it was not a good one. No. Neither of this was a good one. I think that was a good <laughs> one. I honestly come on, let us have our puns. Look, we don't have a dad that can do dad jokes. Hope can do that. We settle for her dad jokes. Yeah, yeah but I'm just bringing up the fact that I've heard the hope one about a dozen times. Yeah. You've heard the okay one about a dozen times too. Yeah, well, that wasn't my choice. <laughs> I didn't make it okay. <laughs> I've heard the AK one like a thousand times as well. Yeah. It's not my fault. Mum was just that way. Look, so was mine. So, yeah. All right. Um, Amelia soon turns off the maid road and begins skirting along a dirt track. After some time, she winds down the window and you hear the almost deafening sounds of flies, frogs, mosquitoes, and so much more. The wildlife in this area is on a whole other level. Soon you come to a wooden gate that has been left ajar. The trees around this area are thick, but you continue up along the path, and soon a little cottage appears as you emerge into a clearing. It's a small cottage built on a beach of sorts. You have emerged onto one of the many entry points of one of America's greatest swamps, the Bataria Preserve. 
reeds, lily pads, and what seems like a green layer sit upon the water between great, almost black trees. The water ripples as creatures dive and feast in its murky waters. The smell and bug life coming off this thing is intense. Amelia parks the van and unlocks it and hops out. You hear the sound of a banging fly screen as a man emerges from this little bungalow and begins making his way along. Amelia turns to you both as you guys hop out, hope you pull open the sliding door and hop out. How about we describe everyone? Who would like to start? All right, I'll go first. Um, so Hope is about 5'2", like not massively tall. Um, she's got kind of chocolatey brown hair, blue eyes. Um, is a little broader in the shoulders. Um, and I'm guessing we're in our gear. Yes. Yeah. So she's just wearing a black turtleneck, uh, black jeans and... Um, Docks, and her hair is up in two cute little space buttons. You know, mm-hmm. keeping it simple, all black. Yeah. Mm. Well, you can smell Olivia before you can see her. It's just hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> you light a match near her. Boom. <laughs> Hope being practical. Her figurative mother not being practical. Yeah, she's like, look, I've been in this enough times. I don't care anymore. Um, so it just her needs hair, to all stay together. Yeah, it just all needs to stay together. <laughs> and her hair is basically teased and crimped. Oh, no. And she's got a scrunchie holding it all together. She's like stepped out of the 80s. She's just full 80s, double denim, teased, crimped hair. You know, you name it. She's just Cindy Laupering it into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But that's her current style. Um, she has been experimenting over the last few years, so this might change. Uh, AK sighs at you as she sees you get out, as she once again sees the double denim. She is wearing a like dark maroon suit, like a woman's suit, uh, and very similar to Hope, she's wearing a turtleneck underneath it. Uh, yeah, uh, and as she turns around, Hope, you see the flash of a... Um, a gun holster kept at the same point at the back that Olivia keeps her knife mm-hmm. and you see her very old uh, revolver so it's the um, cylinder action revolver yep uh, an old man is making his way along a rather overgrown little cobblestone track towards you guys he has a cane and as it hits the uh, the stone there is a reverberating tick 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 and it washes over you he comes out and extends a hand. Miss Kelly, to Amelia. Uh, yes, hello, I am Amelia. This is my cousin, Olivia, and this is my niece, Hope. Hi. Good day. Hodgings, pleasure to meet you. Uh, family business. Strange field for such lovely ladies as yourselves. Um, I was expecting Mr. Weaver. Amelia flashes a glance to Olivia, especially to the wound, just showing above her collar. Um, Mr. Weaver is no longer with us, but I assure you, we are more than capable to handle whatever it is you are dealing with. Um, no matter, no matter, um, I'm sure you lovely ladies are more than capable. Um, come, come. He begins trundling down another path around the house, through some shriveled up gardens, and to the back of the house. Pardon the gardens, my wife had the green thumb. I shudder to think what she would say if you could see them now um now the reason i called you is simple whatever is 
there's something in the swamp. And whatever it is has taken something very precious to me. And I want it dealt with. The fact of the matter is, tourism season is about to kick off in these parts. In he checks his watch. A day. 12 hours. 34 hours, something like that. I'm the council doesn't really talk to me much anymore. Um Yes, yeah, so it's about to kick off, and I've tried taking all my concerns to the mayor and his office, and they won't do a thing. Firstly, they don't believe me, and secondly, they're too scared that if there is a predator or something out there, well, if anything hits the news, then that's business gone, and that's this place gone. This whole area relies on tourism. But the fact is, you guys round the building and come into the backyard. It's quite overgrown here. The swamp laps at this area like an encroaching ooze. And you see the situation the man called you about. You see a thick iron chain running far into the water of the swamp. You can see it leads all the way to a torn apart dog kennel. She was the last thing left in this world I really cared about. And it, it took her. I'm so sorry, Mr. Hodgins. I, I never used to keep her on the chain, but for a week straight, she was just barking madly at the swamp. I didn't trust to leave her when I went to church on Sunday night, two days ago. So I chained her up. Um, when I returned, it was like this. Uh, well, we haven't seen an alligator big enough to take a fully grown Irish wolfhound and its kennel that it was probably hiding in in a very, very long time. 20 years, 30 years. So, if there is an alligator out there, it's one hell of a beast, but... I think it might be something else, but I don't know. We'll have a look into it, Mr. Hodgins. Right, is there anything you guys want to do in this area? Any type of surveillance, any questions you want to ask? Yeah, um, I'm going to look for, like, how are the trees? Like, how tall are they? Uh, so the trees around the swamp mm. are not the healthiest. So they're quite yeah. thin trees. They're quite brushy. It's more grasses and, and like, largish bushes. As soon as you get into the swamp, these things are ancient mm -hmm. and huge. There's a lot of deadfalls in there. There's a lot of, like, falling over trees, yeah. all that type of stuff. But these things are big. It's a kind of, the roots kind of rise up out of the water and they're like these craggly points before they reach up to the main tree. Mm -hmm. They reach up so far. They're these, they are like just of a whole other era of existence. Yeah. These are, mm -hmm. This is an ancient swamp. So not great climbing opportunities around. No, these yeah. things are tall. These things are far. The only way you get around in the swamp is by boat. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, Olivia would like to walk over to the small remains of the kennel and investigate. So the kennel and chain go off quite a distance into the water. They go off 50 feet, 100 feet into the water. Mm. So it's at the very farthest point of this chain. Mm. So you need probably a boat to get out there. <sighs> Amelia wipes her hands on her pants and kind of meanders around a little bit. This isn't her forte. Her forte is dealing with people, so she's mostly just leaving it to you two. Hmm. I guess we find a boat. Hang on. Let me consult the voice in my head. 
Hello, that's me. Hi. So, what do you think? Uh, Irish wolfhounds are quite large, mm-hmm. quite formidable. Uh, alligator, I don't know much of the difference between alligators and crocodiles. I know there are physical differences, but I don't know the eating habits of an alligator. In this area, they only have alligators. So, uh, I'd have to... Alligators are smaller, I believe. I and narrower snouts. I think they have more of a U-shaped snout. And you can't see the bottom teeth. You can only see the top row. Mm. Uh, and they are a much darker colour. They um, And you like look down the water. They blend in much better in swamps. Mm. So, could well truly be an alligator. But, as he says, the size is something to both take the dog and the kennel with it. That's a different level when... And you also now notice uh, a lot of like birds flapping to and about and some sitting on the swamps. Like, there seems to be easier game here. So hmm. It was know. looking for a large enough meal. Which does, would uh, add uh, value to the proposition of a very large alligator. But hmm. I would believe there must be reason enough for the council to not believe that. So... I would assume something like that would be quite rare in these parts if the council was just entirely disregarding it. Now, mm. obviously, it has its reasons to disregard it, but... Yeah, money. <sighs> All right. As you are doing this, you hear the distant sound of more cars coming along the road that you guys took, and Hodgins kind of looks up in that way. Ah, oh, all the hotels will be packed. Arriving in droves. Right. Uh, well. You up for a stakeout, Hope? Yeah, sure, why not? Mr. Hodgins, do you mind if we camp in your backyard? Uh, it's fine, fine. I don't know what it would come back for. I mean, he kind of gestures around. It's like, she's gone. So. Yes. But yes, if you want, um, there is... There is a dock, one of the launching sites for all their kayaks and stuff is more in the town proper. Uh, you might be able to rent a boat, but probably a lot of stuff is, all the kayaks would have been booked mm. long in advance. So you might be able to, if you go to the pub and he gestures, and you can see up on a higher rise of a hill over the town proper off in the distance, you can see a pub built onto this hill and you can see quite a, a, um, a deck on it. it says you might be able to find a, a fisherman or someone who might lend you a boat hmm alright uh, Amelia people are more your forte should we go see if we can find a fisherman to lend us his boat Amelia flicks open her um, like flip phone and is checking the time uh, yes and it is also uh, dinner time. So I have not eaten pub feed. since this morning. So pub feed. All right, pub, pub feed. Okay, uh, Mr. Hodgins, we will be back uh, at some point. We will find someone, and we will. And she peers off towards the um, dog pen. We will have a bit of a better look. He mm. nods and waves you goodbye as he goes back inside. We cut to a nearby pub 
built higher upland from the swamps, uh, but from the balcony uh, that you guys are currently sitting at, you can still very clearly see the swamp, a menacing presence on the horizon. The afternoon sun is beginning to lower just into your field of view, casting an orange glow into the bar that is only now just starting to fill up with workers. It's a kind of open plan, bar made of hardwood, strong old beams, every inch of wall has some jersey or signed photo or dartboard on it. It's one, like those types of pubs. Uh, the roofed balcony area you're currently sitting on is the quietest at the moment, but even now it is just swarming with bugs around every light source and just everything. The place is a hum. Oh, I hate these freaking... Sorry, bugs. <clears throat> Amelia is now, like, starting on her second uh, glass of, of beer. She's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> She's just, like, accepted it at this point. She's just, like, covered in them. Yep. <sighs> well? What are you thinking? Will you ever say anything about a... Swamp monsters? No. An alligator? No. Leviathan? Nah. Nah. I have no idea. Weaver didn't really brief me on um, New Orleans wildlife. I've got nothing in my notes. What about Vespa? Does he know anything? Knock knock Vespa. It's, it's kind of rude just that you could like bring me into a conversation whenever you want. Look, you can join the conversation no whenever you want. No one else can hear want. me! <laughs> Look, you are allowed to speak. It's just hard for me to hear two people at the same time, plus have my own thoughts. You know, Amelia, it's very hard to get a word in when she's talking through you. Yeah, true. It's like telephone of... Well, just the game telephone, I suppose. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't, uh, I don't remember anything of any of that mm. level of... Weaver's knowledge. Um, I don't think he spent much time in this area of America, so swamps. Mm. But there again, I don't remember most of that stuff. Yeah, it's hard without him here. Yeah. Sorry, Mill. No, neither of us have any idea. That's alright, food's here. Yes! <laughs> the food's arriving. What have you guys ordered? Chicken palmy. Chicken palmy, alright. Um, a pot pie. Pot pie. Uh, and Amelia's just ordered whatever is like the the main steak there and is just drenched in some type of brown sauce and there are chips off to the side that have now just been soaking in the sauce as well and it's like they've all gone soggy as well and there's like that typical just like salad that has way too much red onion in it and like olives and stuff I love those salads sorry I'm not here <laughs> sorry Richard's not here um, you guys begin to eat when uh, Amelia uh, sorry um Olivia, you hear Vesper once again. There's someone watching you. Uh, okay, direction? Uh, six o'clock, 12 o'clock? Which one's the one at the back? Uh, six o'clock, about five seats down. Okay. Uh, Amelia, could you tilt your sunglasses down for me? Just, just put them on your eyes. I need to see something. <laughs> Amelia... Takes a bive steak, flicks them down. Thank you. Um, Olivia's going to try and use the reflection mm -hmm. in her sunglasses mm -hmm. to see whoever is looking behind them. 
you see an old man who is nursing a beer. Uh, he is looking out towards the swamp. He's He looks like late 60s into his 70s. And he's just occasionally looking over to you guys, frowns a bit, then looks back to the swamp. Well, it's not Mr. Hodgins, but some other old man is looking at us, Amelia. Pause for the window. Sorry, birds. It's getting a little cricky out there. Birds are getting <laughs> a bit loud. Um, Do you yep. recognise the man? Six o'clock, so directly across from you, basically. Amelia clicks her head to the side, takes another bite of steak. She's an old man. I don't know, I, I haven't seen him. Well, Vesper seems to think that he's watching us, so... Talk to him, you've got a knife. <laughs> Cuts another bit <laughs> of steak. Engaging an enemy unnecessarily is, like, one of the first rules. Just don't do it. But isn't that something that Weaver said is, like, get the folklore of the land? Like, he's an old guy, he would know any folklore stuff. I suppose. Millie, you know I'm not the personable one of the two of us. Yeah, well, I carry a gun. I do my part of that. I'm having my steak. Cooper's going to start reaching over for her beer. No. She's Aww. of age. Doesn't mean I need to accept it. Not in America. It's 21 here. Okay, well, in, in other countries, it's fine. You can have some of mine. Thank you. Oh, good. Um, you do not get your beer back. That's fine. Olivia doesn't like beer. It was just ordered for her, and she's like, I don't know. It's what you do in a pub. <laughs> you know I don't like Otherwise, beer. you're not respected. <laughs> no one respects I don't care I about my As a, as a woman you. in a pub, oh, you need you, to be darling. respected. I would <laughs> rather drink water and pretend it's vodka. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's why we're at where we're at. Yeah. Just um, go talk. To, just Olivia. Give it a go. Olivia finishes her pot pie. Oh, actually. I've got a gun. Hope, no. <laughs> That's a big thing here. You will get shot back in return. It's not like in England. It's not a show of power. It's a show of fight me, let's go. It's a show go. of been to Walmart. Fine. <laughs> Gosh. Um, I think we can send in Hope. She is rather personable and she is young. If she shows interest in the law... She might be able to do some more digging than we are capable of. Okay, I thought this was in a whole other direction of if she shows interest. No, thing. Like I, I was going to like put no. a hard stop on that plan, but no, you, know, you can talk. Yes. Hope is my daughter. Why would I ever encourage listen, that? Listen, you just made a joke about yeah. having vodka in the pub. Like, listen, I don't know when the jokes start and the jokes stop anymore. If you oh, joke. no! Vesper at least understands me. At least stand up. Go, no shoot, idea shoot. where I'm actually going. All right, so hope you walk up. Yep. Uh, he like does the kind of like flash look at you, and then like look back at them. G'day, g'day. Um. So, how much about the swamps do you know? <laughs> Immediately looks back to OK. Is just. Olivia's like this. Yeah, Olivia's like head is in her hands. She's like, why did I do this? Amelia why? is like doing the cross across her neck and mouthing, why did you go Australian? <laughs> <laughs> Just as I don't know. The old man uh, looks at you. The swamps. Right? 
Olivia decides to join this conversation. Uh. What my daughter means is that you seem like a local and we'd like to get to know any of the, uh, you know, ins and outs of the swamps and Uh. maybe some of the creepy mythologies. Ah, you're, um, you're the tourist bunch that's that time. Yes, yes. Sorry. Right. Um, The Australian makes sense now. Okay. Uh, (laughs) well, the, it's. It's not stuff that's going to make your trip better. And he takes uh, a long sip of his beer. They're not nice stories. Oh, well, we Ooh. love scary stories. It's the whole reason of coming to this swamp location. We're looking for monsters. Well, this is a monster of a story, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, my name is Humphrey. Nice to meet you, Humphrey. It's a pleasure. Um, so you're interested in the swamp. Yes. Well, I'll tell you something about the swamp that no one else will hear. Lots of people can tell you stories, but no one else will. Even though they feel it every day around these parts. The swamp is alive. Oh. Mm-hmm. It lives and breathes just like us, only in, in its own way. But also, the swamp eats just like us. Oh. Uh... It consumes all it likes. I remember back when the old bridge collapsed. I was a young man back then. A band of hippies and tree huggers had banded together. See, this was before the swamp was protected, you see. Mm. They'd planned to tear down the old bridge. It was a lovely old wooden one. My grandfather helped build it, but it wasn't like in the best condition. But they planned to tear it down and put up a proper, one of those concrete ones. Um, it'd revolutionise the area and bring both towns right into the future. See, there's two towns, one north, one south. To get around the swamp, it's hours of a drive. But if you go straight through, it's 30 minutes. It would have changed the economy of both towns. Mm. Well, to do that, it would break the back of the swamp. Right down the middle. Oh. Now, the hippies wanted none of it. Six months they campaigned. They chained themselves to buses, to the front door of the council building, dumped paint on the mayor's brand new Mercedes. Well, that's not very ecological, but anyway. They raised hell over it. Uh, Yeah. And they were met with hell back. The police beat them black and blue. Some of them are still in prison today over it all. The ones that had a daring stunt idea to try and start a fire in the council building. Oh, goodness. People cared a lot. They fought tooth and nail over it, and it all led up to that fateful night. The mayor was driving home along the old bridge when a brigade of protesters stopped the car. They had picket signs and everything. When his wife saw no hair or sign of him, and it was dinner time, she called the office. The office called the police, and the police found him on the bridge. The protesters were trying to flip the car, and he was in a right old state, and when they saw the police showing up, they knew that their chance to really stick it to the man was disappearing, so they took it to a whole other level. From what I heard, I was riding back. I, I was working as a bricklayer then, as an apprentice, and I was on my bike, I was riding back just near the bridge, and I remember seeing it happening. 
from what I've been told, the, the mayor got um, anxious. He got... He was afraid, and so he pounded on the reverse, ran over two people to get towards the police cars. The police were coming at the same speed, and he crashed straight into one, and it ignited the engine. Oh, dear. The mayor's car and the police car went off the side, and it took out one of the main beams that was holding everything up, and it all went in. Fifteen people went in, and then the bridge caught a blaze. Five more went in. Twelve people died. Mm. The mayor, the two officers that were in the car, and the rest were protesters. One was my cousin. He had gotten into all the hippie stuff when he went to university. Yeah. And then, a short time later, the area was made a national preserve and protected, and so that killed any dream of fixing the bridge. But, you know what I mean when I say the swamp eats? Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't find most of the bodies. Huh, I wonder gone. if there's some kind of acid in the water. Acid? Alligators? That would make a lot more sense. Dead corpses, they would just jump on that. Sorry, not to be insensitive. Hodgins was there too. He was a young lad. But the reason no one likes to admit that the swamp is alive is because then they would start to hate it. Mm. Because, well, they'd realise it ate those people. Didn't matter if they wanted to destroy it or save it to nature. Don't matter. Mm. To nature, we all deserve the same fate. It was here before us, it'll be here after us. <sighs> it sounds like it's not something that can be uh, defeated. Like an inevitable. You force. should really talk to. Uh, I. Everything's a living thing. The forests are a living thing. I'm not like. If you want to defeat a, uh, the landmass. I mean, they tried that in the war. They blasted everything they could to bits, and it always comes back. Everything mm. always comes back. But um, there's a young man who's been um, hiring my boat from me. Um, he asked me similar stories. He's just in town. Uh, he checks his watch. He'll be coming back from one of his little expeditions with it. You should talk to him. He's mm. been doing all that sort of stuff. Well, we would love to meet him if you could introduce us to him. I He's like, just as a beer. I've had too much to drive. Um, just the main street. It's just off. You'll see the harbour. Uh, it'll be the only boat that's still, that's not all hooked up and chained mm. up. He doesn't know how to do that. So I will need to do that in the morning. Uh, do you happen to know his name? Ebba. It's um foreign. Ebenese. Something like that. Right, we cut to the main street. Uh, you guys have parked your rental van uh, in just 
a free spot and are crossing the road. It's pretty quiet now. You can definitely tell this place is busier than it normally is. There's a few areas that like are like parking area for specific businesses and they're just full of cars. You can tell like just people are in town at the moment for the kickoff of the, the tourist season. And you can see every building that's like a hotel or something like that, all the lights are on. Like it's a busy time. And you are crossing the road towards the kind of dock area. It's not really a dock area, it's the lead off into the swamp, but there's a few kind of little dingy things here. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about before you reach it? You can see that there is a boat coming through the darkness with a oil lamp at the front of it coming towards the dock. Smart man having an oil lamp. Anywho, Amelia. Why, why, is, it, why is it smart? Uh, mainly because if it falls into the water, it'll still light your way. <laughs> well, won't the... The water will set on fire, but that's fine. How would, but if it's an electric one, like they've got good electric ones now, they've you just pull it ones. back out. I suppose, but you just don't—you don't need to ignite the area you're going. Desperate times, desperate measures, Amelia. Desperate times, desperate. All right. Uh, Vespa, this is what I have to deal with. Aren't you glad that you aren't out here with me? I would like to stretch my legs, but you know. Do you want to? I'm like, as you like, see a passerby walk past. I'm very noticeable. I know, but we could go somewhere where you aren't noticeable. Yeah, well, that's it's a sidetrack. Just mission. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, all right. Just like the idea that uh, Olivia's just like flailing her hands, like gesturing, like conversation while she's talking to Vespa. Mm. And then just all of this is happening AK internal voice, just, like, by the way. Avoiding yeah. eye contact. Like, <laughs> anytime Olivia is talking in her head, like it, it's literally just a voice in her head talking to Vespa and her hands are doing the generic like you know if you're from some kind of ethnic Greek background <laughs> the kind of like gesturing as she's talking very cool okay so you guys make your way up to the dock mm. as a boat trundles up and a man like grabs onto the deck to like try and stop the boat as it like <laughs> like bangs into the wall of the dock Oh dear, uh, good sir, do you need some help? Oh, it's, no, it's alright, I'll just... Ah, There's a splash, something falls into the water. Ah. Oh dear. Ah. Um, sorry, but you, you wouldn't happen to know uh, a man by the name of, um, I believe, Ebenezer. Oh, catch it, catch it, catch it! Did you catch it? What are we catching? Roll for catching. <laughs> Right. Okay, what are we rolling? <laughs> Amelia is not going to roll. Her hands are in her pockets. <laughs> I've got a four. Twelve. Okay, Olivia catches it, wherever it is. Did you get it? Yes. Oh. What is it? Uh, oh, it's, it's, um, oh, well, it's just a box of stuff, but I, oh, oh. this man, uh, this young you man. You seem very intense about a box of stuff. Uh, well, you know, equipment is expensive these days. Equipment, you say? He's standing with his legs wide stance in the middle of the boat that's rocking back and forth like anybody who's stood up in a boat that isn't very good at it. You can tell he doesn't have his, his lake legs as it were. Swamp legs. Okay, it, swamp legs, yeah. <laughs> if you could just put that down there um, I'll, I'll just and actually could you take this one as well and and this one and my bag and the water bottle. Would you like us to pull you in? That would be really nice if you could do that. <laughs> okay, sit back just down darling. Alright. 
tiny. The man moment. sits down and puts his hands on his on his legs and just like kind of gives his legs a little hug. Little <laughs> happy there. taps. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia nods to Hope and she's like, "Mind helping me?" Yeah. All right, and they start slowly, steadily pulling the boat back in. Yeah. It comes into dock. Yeah, I guess you transfer the boxes and the, yeah. there's some blankets and specimen jars and mm. all this random steampunk-looking stuff in the in the boat. And cast on the boat to make sure it doesn't go anywhere. Yep. Eventually, the young man climbs out and onto the dock and, like, brushes his arms down. He's like, right, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm not the best with boats, but I'm, I'm learning. I didn't go in the water this time. That's... You did That's wonderful. an achievement. You did really well. Thank you for helping me. I, I appreciate it. Oh, no Very problem kind. at all. Um, you wouldn't happen to be Ebenezer, would you? Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Nice. That's me. Uh, we've been talking with me? Humphrey. Um, we heard Who? that Humphrey, you borrow his boat? Oh, yeah, right. Yes. Um, you explore the, the swamps much? Uh, well, yeah, you could say that, I suppose. Yeah. And Sorry, this... who, who? I don't know who you are. Do I? I don't think I know you. No, you? no, we're we're just uh, tourists. Oh, um, R- right. Okay. Yes, this is my sure. daughter, Hope. Uh, Hope. Hi. And and your name? Olivia. Olivia Hope mm-hmm. and Amelia. 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 Mm. Olivia Hope. Right. Mm. Well, well, it's good to meet you. How did you? Were you talking to? Were you talking to Humphrey? Yeah, we were just talking to Humphrey. He was telling us all kinds of uh, ghost stories. About the swamps, and we're very intrigued, to say the least. He does love his ghost stories. Mm. Yeah, well, um, yeah. All right, well, I'll see you later, I suppose. Ebenezer. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia, like, steps in the way of where he was about to walk. You can tell he's, he's... He's really polite, but he's he's quite awkward. Like, he's he's sort Mm. of clutching his hands. Ebenezer, Uh, we mean you no harm. Oh, no, I didn't think you did. I just... If you tell us what we want to know. Okay. Amelia, that I'm doesn't joking. help. I thought we were joking tonight. <laughs> it doesn't help with <laughs> people who are nervous. You Amelia. look too She's scary to that, be joking. Uh, she, like, crosses her arms. <laughs> Eby, there is a woman in double denim standing in front of you. Am I really going to do you any harm? We'll do a fashion Well, maybe with crime. your fashion, fashion sense. But <laughs> Slightly uncultured. <laughs> Damn, that's good. She high-fives you. <laughs> He takes the high five. That was a joke. I, I'm not trying to be. It's a night of jokes. It's a night of jokes, everybody. Fine. Um, sorry, can I do something for you? Uh, yes, actually. I'm wondering about this toolkit of yours. Do you do right. some scientific experiments with this one? Uh, well, or? sort of, but uh, uh, it's more of a sort of personal passion, more, more though than, than work. Hmm. Um, I, actually, I actually just work at the at the local um, the car wash oh. mm-hmm. at the moment. I'm not from here, but I'm working there at the moment. But Well, where are you from? I don't want to be presumptuous by the accent. Oh, yeah, No, I'm, I'm from Ireland originally. That's, Lovely. <laughs> that's where my, my family was and, and where I grew up. But um, no, I, I'm in town at the moment. Uh, I, I suppose you could say I'm studying the swamp a little bit, but it's more passion for me. Mm. I, I, I kind of travel. and. So yeah. what have you been noticing about the swamp? Anything interesting lately? Yes, it, I I've been here for uh, oh it will be three weeks on Sunday uh, since I came to this area and then I was staying up north a little bit a while ago as well. But I found some fascinating, uh, all sorts of fascinating. Here, um, uh, oh, hold on, could you uh, that that box? No, wait, that this box. Uh, no. Yes. Yes. The yes. other one. 
This one. That, the other one. Would you like us to open all the boxes? No, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So, okay. Okay. Let me get that. Yeah. Right. No, it was. No, it is the other one. (laughs) Ebenezer. They all all looked. I'm sorry. uh, It's the same. You need to learn to label things. Here it is. Okay. You see, you see this, right? Mm -hmm. You see, you see this. It's just, it's just a stick with, with a little bit of moss on it, right? That's what Mm -hmm. you think. Except for the fact that if you look, if you look closely, see how, see how all of the shoots are really bright green and really long, right? Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's fairly, that's fairly standard. But the problem is they're too long and they're too light. So, so when, when plants grow really fast, they, they grow long first, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're reaching out and, and, and feeling, you know, feeling around. And then when they find something to grab onto, then they, they grow stronger and thicker. And that's when you get the darker colors because they're thicker, right? Yeah. It's like, like, you know, with water, it, it, it d- d- darker blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deeper, yeah, I'm right? picking up what you put okay, down. So, so anyway, so it, it looks like it's been growing fast. But the problem is I only put that sample in there yesterday. And when I put it in there, it didn't look like that. So, um, uh, could you pass me that notebook, the, oh, the leather yep. bone? Yeah, that's the one. So, if you look, if you look in here, I took this drawing right the other day, mm-hmm. right? I took this. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like when I put it in there, and it's grown twelve. Uh, uh, it's grown two point three millimeters in the last day. Hmm. That's wow. that, now. That's just one nice. example. But sorry, I'm probably boring you. No, no, um, no, no not no, at no, all. The answer no, no. to your question is yes. There's oh, lots cool. of stuff that is interesting about this one. Eb, <clears throat> um, may I call you Eb? I guess, if you like. It's, it's just the nickname. It's just easier than Ebenezer. Are you from Australia? No. I've heard they do nicknames and stuff there a lot. No, no from you, Canada. You like, that's fine. And she's fine. AK, I'm OK. And I'm Hope. And I she's thought, Hope. I thought her name was Amelia. Amelia. Amelia Kelly, oh, Olivia Kelly. Are you sisters? Cousins, but yes, sure. Oh, sorry, my bad. That's mm-hmm. OK. OK, I'm not going to remember mistake. that, but OK. Could, it doesn't matter. Ebenezer, could you like... This is really fun and nice, but we have a meeting with another old man sorry. that we have yeah, to do. Sorry, I could don't you, want to take your could time. Could you sum up your findings for us so far? Well, why do you want to know? I mean, yes, of course, but... but well, We're okay. studying the swamp too, oh, I suppose you could yes. say. There is something in the swamp that we're quite concerned about. It's Something big. It's, it's killed a dog recently, and we're concerned with tourism starting up that... It might change to You're not bigger tourists, tackle. No, no. We just didn't want to frighten you. We're As monster hunters. We're monster hunters. Yeah. And with your findings, something seems to be living in these swamps. Right. Okay. Now, you should have said that from the start. I would have been able to help you. Right. Okay. Um <laughs> I mean, granted, Look, two you, of us are have in you black. Had, have you had something to eat tonight already? Like, have you? Uh, yes, yes, we have. Okay, thank right. you. No, that's um, fine. Okay, I just thought. You know. I would love a tea, though. Oh well, okay. Um, we can settle down and discuss your findings if you'd like. Uh, I think I do have a thermos in. All right. Well, let's let's get away from the dock and and mm. we'll we'll um. I've got a yeah. All right. No, that's that's fine. Yes, let's let's do that. Um, after much stuttering. After like much stuttering, <laughs> and it feels like role playing with Ernest in season one. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Packing of boxes and stuff. I, I assume you wouldn't like go to his house because you want to stay in the swamp. Right? No, there's a there's a diner nearby. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, we'll just drop we'll in there. there. Let's say there's a diner connected to the car wash. As well, oh, so you go to the diner while like you wait for the car wash. There. Yeah, it'll be above the yeah. the, the, the car wash. Yeah. So you get paid an an illegal amount, like small amount, but it's because you're staying there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. they subtract the rent yeah. out, right? Yeah. Mm. 
Nice. So Ebenezer, he's got like a little lock-up area at the dock where he puts all his boxes and stuff and packs it away. Um, and you all go to the diner and you sit down and you're like, right. One thing, really quick. Uh, yeah. Let's go around the table and everyone describe one thing about the diner. Ooh. Mm. Except for you, Caleb. You don't get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always that part of it. Um, okay, I'll go first. Uh, the diner isn't your typical red diner instead of uh, red leather covering the bar stools it's yellow and um, there's still that checker colored pattern on the floor however instead of black and white it's this cyan blue and white checkered floors it's a very interesting groovy cafe that's trying to fit in with that like we're a car wash but also a cafe let the record show that chester has changed the recording room ambient light to be a nice teal cyan color Mm. The record shows <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, record. Thank you, record. <laughs> uh, it's very dirty and dingy. It's not. No, it's not dirty. It's, it's a car just, wash. It's just old and a car wash. So mm. it's they've kept it clean, but it's quite run down. And it's also really small. Like and, it's and it has that smell of soap. It smells like soap, which is not unpleasant. It smells it's clean. Not the worst smell a diner could be. Yeah, mm. it's like it's strange because it it looks old and dirty, but it smells really really clean because yeah. it just smells like car wash. Uh, and there's a neon sign above the door that's like the teal colour and also like magenta. What's the name? Magenta. Um, it is called. Rise and Brine. Oh, God, no. It's called. <laughs> Shanko Shadows. It's called Drive By Burgers. Drive By Burgers. Drive okay. By Burgers. That's and good. the sign is making a. Oh, very good. Sound. Yeah, yeah. Some, occasionally, it just—that's the, oh, the small sign saying "drive-in burgers oh, and car wash." Yeah, and hey. car wash. yeah. The and car wash keeps flickering. There's, it's there's like a, white and green. There's a neon burger that's rotating on the roof, but it's like yellow bun and cyan blue lettuce. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so there is a music jukebox, and there is a sign that says, "Please stop playing What's Up, Pussycat," next to it. With whoa, 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 scratched into the paintwork next to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so we find you guys sitting at a little booth. Mm. Amelia is like uh, a little ways off away from you guys, thumping her hand on the counter, just like waiting for like some attendance because there's no bell. So she's just like bang, bang, bang. And we zoom into your guys' conversation. Ebenezer is holding a cup of tea with his hand um, and, and warming his hands by it. And he's got a big, thick, leather-bound notebook, the same one he brought out before, um, next to the next to the cup of tea on the table. He's like, okay, so, what do you want to know? Well, first off, have you found any evidence of something that might... How do I put this gently? Um, consume human bodies. Right, that's a strong start. Okay. <laughs> serious people. Strong start, serious people. I like it. Down to business. I like it. That's good. Okay, so, look. I've heard about this place for a while, mm-hmm. and I I'm kind of um, an enthusiast of um, well uh, botany. I would I would call myself a botanist, but I feel like I I would have to actually have been paid for it at some point. So I'm a botany enthusiast. Uh, I also never studied technically. Uh, that's beside the point. You have a knack <clears throat> for it. Sure. If yeah, if you like. Um, and uh, so. Things a little bit out of the ordinary uh, interest me mm-hmm. when it comes 
when it comes to botany. So I heard about this place and I I, I, uh, I came out here a couple of weeks ago and I started, to, uh, you know, just by by getting the lie of the land, just exploring around, taking some water samples, taking photographs and, and, and drawings and samples and things like, like you saw before. Um, so there's a few things I noticed. Um, the first thing, and I didn't notice this at first because I, I only started with, you know, things like air quality samples and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the usual. Um, but when I tested the water, the oxygen content in the water is, is higher than it should be. I'm, mm. Now, we're in a swamp, right? There's a lot of yep. vegetation. There's a lot of life. There's a lot of oxygen in the water. But it's stagnant as well. It's a swamp. Mm. It's not a river. It's not anything like that. And usually stagnant water has a lot less oxygen because the oxygen, uh, the, the water gets aerated by, by moving mm-hmm. moving water, right? That's, yes. that's why you find fish in, in streams and not dead pools of water. So there's a lot more oxygen in the ocean, uh, in, in, in the swamp waters than there should be. That's the first thing. The second thing is it fluctuates a lot more than it should. And he pulls out a graph of oxygen content readings that he's taken over the last week. He Olivia goes, immediately like peers over his shoulder. You see like, these spikes, heck? right, going up and down. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, if I flick back here, here's one that I took um, from a stream when I was up in Canada the other year, right? Um, so, now, different, different type of water. Mm. This was flowing mm-hmm. water. This is still right. But yes. have a look at the fluctuations. The level is mm. totally different, but have a look at the fluctuations. And then we go back to here, much bigger. Yeah. And if you notice over a shorter period of time. So somehow there's more oxygen in the water than there should be. It's like it's breathing. It's like it's breathing and it's like it's it's fluctuating faster than it should be. Now, that gave me an idea. Okay, things are changing faster than they should. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. So started looking at the, the plant growth, things like that. It's almost like... Now, this is just speculation, and I've only been here three weeks, but it's a bit like, you know, when you come out of winter mm-hmm. and you get to spring and all the all the deciduous trees suddenly suddenly fruit and, and start growing leaves and all the flowers come out and everything happens, right? Mm-hmm. That happens in spring every year. It's a little bit different for swamp life because it's a little more evergreen, but the same kind of thing happens. Mm-hmm. Here... It happens every couple of months. Oh. The same kind of cycle. And it doesn't happen in the same place at the same time either. So, I don't know, maybe breathing is a good example. Or it's more like the swamp is trying to to go through its normal yearly cycle like multiple times a year. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Now, I've only been here three weeks, so, you know, that's my guess. That's uh, my guess. You, look, you've got more info than us, so you're doing good. Yeah. All we have is a dog that's been eaten. And coffee. Oh, thank you, Amelia. Hey. I just took a pot from behind the counter. That's fine. Then we'll still milk. leave they it They won't here. notice. Yeah, it's they just like a, it's a, one of those pots that's been on, like, the warmer thing. Oh, she puts down a bunch of cups. Really There's already sugar at the table, and she puts down, like, a jug of milk that she's clearly taken from their fridge. Olivia puts, like, five sugars in her cup before she even pours the coffee. <laughs> the other thing is... Now, like I said... Most of this, you know, I've only been here a little while, but I did a bunch of extensive research before I came here uh, about this ecosystem and a bunch of similar ecosystems all over the place uh, in this area of the country. And the activity and the numbers of carnivorous 
predatory animals. So we're talking gators, yes, but all the other types of carnivorous, you know, smaller things, carnivorous fish, carnivorous birds, things like that. Snakes. Snakes, yeah, exactly. They are uh, in increased numbers and increased activity in this particular area than they should be. And that's a little bit weird. Mm. It's a little bit odd. I'm not quite sure exactly what's going on. The only thing I can think is that maybe sometimes when you have uh, large quantities of, of large uh, predators, think uh, bears, for example, when they're catching salmon, right? There's going to be a lot of other things like, like coyotes and foxes and wolves and things that are going to be around there because of all the scraps. They take up all the scraps, right? Scavengers. Right, so the bear comes in, kills a bunch of fish, leaves a little bit left behind, and then all the scavengers come in, come in later. Now, the problem with that is that gators are not scavengers. Mm, gators are predators. apex predators, right? So for something to affect the gator population, there's something something going on that's not right. So have they increased or decreased? Increased massively. Oh goodness. Massively. It's very strange. Do you go out into these waters on your own? Yeah. Okay, no more. We're going with you. Well, usually I go to the island and then... Or the, the island? In, yeah, the, the island is in the middle of the, the swamp. What? Cool. Cool. We didn't know island. about the well, island. There's a few islands, but, but I usually go there and then that's, you know, I, I make my base there. I've got a little camp there. Hmm. Camping. Because I don't like boats. I'm not great with boats. So. That's okay. We'll try and keep you safe on the boats. Yeah. So, so why are you here exactly? Because I'm just here to study the plants. Um, a man I can tell you the plants lost his dog. Weird. Right. On that, Shoot we, Amelia is checking her phone once again. We should probably report back to him at some stage, considering yes. he is the paying customer. Uh, mm. Look, this might be really silly, and animals aren't really my thing, but um, you know there's gators around here, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... You sure it wasn't one of them? Pretty sure. Um, the entire kennel was dragged into the water. Oh. And there's only a chain leading I mean, to question. the water. Do gators do teamwork? I don't think so. Not really. Have you observed I mean, them doing teamwork? Because I feel like if they were in a team... I mean, sometimes they'll hunt together, but that's only just because... If there's a large enough food source in one area, they're all going to go there. But they don't collaborate. They're not pack animals. So no, no, right. not really. Not Noted. not for not for one one hunt. I mean, a gator is more likely to attack its own its own sibling if it's hungry to get there first rather than work together. So no, I don't. Mm. And I certainly haven't observed anything like that. All right. Well, we should report back. Eb, would you like to come with us? Hunt some swamp monster. Well, I'd like to find out what's going on, so... That works for me. All right. It'd Perfect. be really nice if somebody else could do the boat stuff. I, I can boat. Luckily, I don't get sick. I'm just... I just my balance is all thrown off, and I, I can't think, and it's not good. We flash forwards as the van trundles its way back across the main road, and as you're going, you see, in area just off from town, you see the flashing lights of a police car and it's stationary in one spot and Amelia kind of peers at it and she's kind of looking at the map near her but she's not really sure how to get to that exact spot so she continues along and begins heading up the track uh, towards uh, Hodgins's place and continues further along and you start to see more flashing lights here as well 
Ebenezer hasn't seemed to notice this. He's kind of reading his journal still. He's looking down in the van. Um, he said, there is... I have noticed... The site where the old bridge used to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Roughly. It, it's almost like these weird things that I've noticed. The closer you get to that site, the more pronounced there is, the more active things are, the more the oxygen content is thrown off. That's why I started going to the islands, because around the edges, things are like, you know, it's a big swamp, right? So right out on the edges, a couple of kilometers away, or miles, they say here, don't they? It's miles. Oh, it doesn't matter. We do both. Anyway, um, things are a little bit more normal. Now, I'm not saying that it's it's like an epicenter of anything, because it's all connected. Mm -hmm. But... If there's, if there's one thing wrong with the swamp, my guess is it's going to be somewhere there. If there's more than one thing wrong with the swamp, then that, you know, there could be speculation. I don't know. Mm, it could be like a spinal cord. You guys start to notice now the lights. Yeah, I Possibly. was just about to say, Livia's going to tap them both on the shoulder and be like, Yeah? Uh, Ebenezer, is, is that amount of police activity normal? Could be like a spinal cord because it's like Ebenezer, the nurse... police. Sorry, pl- where? Oh! Is this normal? No. Oh dear. Alright, girls, let's hide our weapons. I have a license, and Amelia pulls into the oh, same spot gonna... that she had parked before. Oh, okay. uh, you guys Wait, you hop out. Um, you guys hop out as Ebenezer is looking around. I was like, you guys have, you guys are getting weapons. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. Um. And you merge into where this cottage was before, and there are about three or four police cars parked here. Their lights are flashing, and there are police kind of coming in and out of the house. And you see there is a black SUV parked, and you see a man walking around with a uh, tape measure, and he is marking different spots with spray paint, and he's directing another man who is also measuring distances, and he's kind of gesturing at, like, different trees area. Yeah. Hmm. I have a feeling Mr. Hodgins isn't with us anymore. What are you going to do? What what are we going to do? Uh, Well, first, probably head to one of the police. Okay. And ask them... uh, I would rather you not stay alone. Okay. At a potential crime scene. He, like, steps back into the van. (laughs) I'll stay with the van. No, he steps back in when he's like, can I stay here? There's like, he's like, okay, steps back out of the van again. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Amelia and Olivia make their way up towards uh, one of the policemen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, hello, officer. Uh, what's what's going on? We saw Mr. Hodgins today. We were just coming back to say hello. He turns to you and adjusts his, his cap. He's quite a tall young man. He's obviously not, like, the person in charge of this. And he kind of eyes you both. So, you're a porter? No, no. We we came here to discuss a missing dog issue with Mr. Hodgins. Uh, we're kind of like trackers. All right, well, that's not none of his concern now. Uh, Why? He, he was found um, drowned uh, ways up. I think I just, just ways up the... Uh, the old uh, swamp. Most likely suicide. Uh, drowned. Yeah, was told his uh, wife died a few years back, and his dog died recently. 
Breed, How did his wife die? Uh, no, it wasn't a police matter. Was, uh, I think she died of a particular type of cancer, if I remember the church meeting. Something like that. But yep. Uh, the, there are men coming in and out of the house, taking different wares, that type of stuff. And you see again the man in a black suit who is measuring out different areas and he's on the phone talking and gesturing at the house. Olivia would like to approach the man in the black suit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but not, like, obviously approach him. She's just trying to hear what kind of conversation he's having on the phone. Yep, yep. Um, he's gesturing while he's... Yep, we can have the house taken out by probably mid-morning. Um, trees will be gone pretty soon after that. Can It'll take a while to get a concrete drive in. We might as well wait for next season to do that. Uh, get some launching pads off pretty quick. Uh, we can get, at least get the ticket booth and all that type of stuff like, in by mid-morning. Uh, get that to advertising pretty quick. So it'll be pretty easy no matter what. He um, shouts at the man before. So it's three meters across. For each launching pad, and we need those trees gone for the kayak area. Ebenezer is kind of standing there very awkwardly, like he doesn't really know these people, and he doesn't know what's going on, and he's no idea who this old man is. And he kind of turns to Hope, and he's like, So, is this normal for you? Like, does this stuff happen all the time in your work? Or, because it's not normal for me, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, look, we're still kind of new at it, but like, you know... You see, like, we've got... In my notes, I've got a, cu- a that's, couple of... That's a lot. That's a lot of notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of notes. We've dealt with, like, the Fae mm-hmm. before. No, not the Fae. Not the Fae. I know about the Fae. No, you don't. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> I've read a book. No, no you, you haven't. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Look>, you guys. <laughs> I literally Can't come in them. here and break our law. Well, no. You can just be like, oh, yeah, we've done, like, yeah. small-scale stuff, like, you know, mushrooms in people's backyards. We've punched a gnome, you know. Yeah. All right, um, let's start that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just from, like, yeah. halfway through there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're good, kind of. We're, we're still fairly new, um, you know, kind of low-level cryptids. I don't. This sounds weird. Um, yeah, so... So the, the police, though, is that... Like, does that happen? No. Okay, that's good. So okay, you're, yeah. you are also not familiar with this. That's No, that's fine. Yeah no, yeah, no. We normally... People tell us, hey, weird thing happened. We come along and kill the weird thing. Cool. Or talk to it and befriend it. Most of the time, it ends up killing it. Okay. We've got a lot of guns. Olivia knocks on the door. Don't worry, we're not going to kill you. I like you. You're f- yeah. Damn it. So, oh, is that him? Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Yes. Oh. Sorry. Um, just wanted to let you. We know. were in the van all the time, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you said in the back. I know, but now we're apparently in the van. Are we in the van? <laughs> in the van. Amelia looks over to the two of you, like sitting in the van, and Olivia, oh, like we throwing it open, and she does finger guns at Hope, <laughs> and then looks back to the police officer. <laughs> Anyway, that was not the weirdest part of my day. Um, our uh, Mr. Hodgins, our employer of sorts, seems to have quote-unquote drowned. I believe that's a bit suspicious. Um, we now no longer have an employer, but we have a rampaging swamp monster. 
So, Anita, any insight on why the feeding activity might be increasing? Well, um, no, but just thinking off the top of my head, if if, uh, if, if something is bumping people off and chucking them in the water, then there'd be more meat around, is my thought. Mm-hmm. Do you have some water? Yes. Oh, Here could I? Thanks. Um, Olivia, you hear the, the scuff of shoes as the man in his suit uh, comes walking up behind you on his way towards his SUV. He pauses and looks at you. You relatives? Uh, no, just no. visitors. Okay, good. Uh, he continues uh, Sorry, sir, but which agency do you work for? Agency? And he gestures towards his lapel and says, um, uh, what the hell written? Um, losing my mind. Um, to, uh, tourism manager of the council. Hmm. Um, would you happen to know anything about Mr. Hodgins drowning? Uh, old man was suicidal. He'd been to a therapist. Uh, motherfucker. That's a loud train. Mother ducker. Mother ducker. Excuse you. Um, Sensor Meg, um, please. You, you see uh, on his name, you see on his name tag, it says Bill Lockley, um, uh, beneath, uh, tourism manager. He says, um, yeah, he'd been to a therapist over the past few years since his wife's passing. Um, yep. No next of kin, no will, so it's now town property. Hmm. Thank you. Uh, he begins walking off, and he's back on the phone. Yeah, you just bring the backhoe in now. You know, when you watch movies with, like, advertising people, and you think, oh, there's no way anybody could be that cliche in real life. Yeah. yeah. You watch as he, like, puts his hand to his pocket and takes out a thing of pomade. Yeah, rubs exactly. together And <laughs> slicks back his hair even more. Does finger guns to himself in the reflection of his car. <laughs> you just see Olivia go... Ugh. Anyway... Um, Damn, Bill. You can't do yeah. You got hairspray. <laughs> Look, hairspray at mm. least is yeah, just yeah, to he hold looks, everything he in He looks place. from that as like shudders of like, oh, it's real. And then looks back at, okay. And he's like, I'm having a weird day. <laughs> uh, Amelia calls out. She turns away from the police officer towards the um, tourism manager. And he said, so how's the tourism stuff going with the predator in the water? The manager turns back and says, yeah, well, I'm sure if you have a look on the end of that chain, you'll just find a dog. No predators here. And he slams the door. And he takes up off the road. <laughs> you look around now as you see some police officers uh, sloshing their way a little bit into the water, grabbing onto the chain and beginning to, to pull on it. And parts of the, the kennel come with it. And you see, as it emerges from the water, a dog on the end of it. Things are only eating people. No, they, they said he was drowned, so there was a body. They had to find a body. Right, so it's not consuming them? Can we can we get a bit closer? Can we get Absolutely. a closer look at what's going on. Let's go. Alright, does anyone what are you doing? Um, um uh, Ebenezer is going to take a small glass vial with a cork stopper and take the stopper off and he wants to get a water sample. Yep, you can go in for a sample. Um, well, as they're walking, Olivia's just going to be like Vespa. Mm-hmm. Any of your radars going off on this? Yeah. Look at the dog. Okay. 
If we can get close enough to it. You don't need to get that much closer to it. So you can peer out, you can peer out from here and your brain's like, roll for me. Your, your brain's brain like, roll, roll for, for me. <laughs> it's a seven. Seven. Do I have any pluses? I'm going to say considering Vesper has uh, moved your attention towards, I'm going to give you a plus three f- for that. So nice. I'll make it a ten. Cool. Uh, you're peering at and you're kind of flicking through your memory. Back through your memory, back through your memory. And you're looking at this dog. That's a mutt. It's not the same dog. That's not an Irish wolfhound. That's a plant. Yeah. 